we just want to give a huge shout out to Sirenscape for providing all the music and the atmosphere uh, for this. You can check them out at uh, www.sirenscape.com. You've got to be using it at your gaming table. It does a great job bringing the entire story to life through the NPCs and music. And so again, just a huge shout out to Sirenscape um, for having this great music available for us. Thanks. Well, welcome back to another character portrait. I'm glad you're here with us. And today uh, we are going to be getting to know Rondo a little bit. Rondo uh, Glenel, is that it? Glenel, yeah. Yeah, cool. And his player, Eric. And so uh, do you mind uh, sharing a little bit about uh, maybe how you got into Pathfinder and then um, tell us a little bit about Rondo, uh, maybe some... Uh, like who he is now, like in the present day, but then also, uh, you know, mechanically who he is. Um, let's see. I got into Pathfinder, gosh, twelve years ago. Um, we had a gaming group that uh, got together every Monday, and uh. A friend of mine was started a new group with brand new players. Um, they were going to play test the Pathfinder beta game. He converted Second Darkness so that it would work with the beta. Um, and as they were all pretty new, he wanted someone with a little bit of experience. Um, I've been playing since. 98 um so i already knew a couple of the people um in the group that he made so he asked me to join them and uh i joined him with a rogue named easy um and we had a lot of fun with that um did you guys finish second darkness we did was it was it a pretty um, good ap it was really good um we thoroughly enjoyed it um, we kind of were all jealous of the wizard that, uh, played because it seemed like all the treasure was for wizards. Interesting. <laughs> At least all the good stuff. Yeah. Lots of staves and wands and whatnot. All books. Yeah, I know some players um, in our typical group, uh, would love to play Second Darkness, so. It's always, um, it's always good to know. Anyway. Yep, so I've been playing uh, Pathfinder pretty much since then. Um, I was always a big fan of the D20 system with D&D, um, and I liked how Pathfinder improved upon that and went a different direction than D&D did. Yeah, I think a lot of people uh, appreciate Pathfinder's direction over D&D's direction at that particular stage in time. At that time, yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Yep. Uh, what about Rondo? Uh, Rondo um, is a human. Um, he is a ranger, but he's an urban ranger and a falconer. But, um, so the urban ranger gives him um, a few roguish abilities. Um, 
and instead of favorite terrain, he has favorite community. Um, mm-hmm. So as long as he's in his favorite community, he gets some bonuses. I'm not sure if that's going to be like neighborhoods in this game. We'll we'll have to talk about that. whether it's Corvosa as a whole. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, he starts with a um, bird companion. He is named Lady. Um, it's an eagle. Uh, the eagle gets a few fun uh, tricks that she can do. Other than that, he is ran into some trouble uh, when he was younger. Um, started training to be a sable uh, company mercenary or marine. Um, but on his father's death, he kind of got um, off that track. Yeah, we'll we'll learn a little more about that in a minute. And now he is trying to be a man his dad could be proud of. Definitely. Cool. So you're you're out looking for work at this point, right? Right. Um, probably honest work. <laughs> honest work, fantastic. Um, I. Uh, what? Oh, I I was gonna say, go ahead. Uh, I have a um, mother and a sister. Um, the mother is a sister of Abadar. Um, sister is a uh, mage. I would assume probably part of the Archimerium or the Academy. Academy. Or the, yeah. the, she could be a part of Thermatux if she's uh, if she's uh, more of a universalist wizard. That's yeah. your call. Haven't really dug into them as much. but Okay. Cool. Well, family will definitely be uh, important. You actually have another family member that you're... Eric's currently unaware of, but Rizderick knows, uh, or uh, Rondo knows, and it's Rizderick. He's your cousin. Oh, okay. There you go. Nice. Um, but uh, clearly you've been estranged uh, for about the past 10 years or so uh, for yeah. reasons that we'll, <laughs> we'll dive into. Um, yeah, I rolled randomly uh, for how the players knew each other, and so... Okay. You know Gregorius, the gnome. You're friendly competitors with him somehow. Um, perhaps you both have birds, so maybe there's something that you're a friendly competitor there. <laughs> we'll we'll leave that <laughs> there. Uh, and then uh, Rizdrik's your cousin. Nice. So you know Rizdrik, uh, but maybe you haven't talked to him in a while. So. Okay. All right, so we'll go. We'll go back ten years ago, uh, and uh, we'll kind of we'll kind of dive in. So here we go. So about uh, say eleven or twelve years ago, your father passed away, uh, and this sent you spiraling, uh, not able to deal with the with the loss of of your dad and having a really hard time. Um, because he died kind of suddenly, isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. In an accident. He's a stable company marine. 
Oh, he was a Marine. He was, that's why I wanted to become a Marine. Um, he was on patrol, routine, and uh, a wyvern attacked. And for whatever reason, he fell during the battle. He might have gotten stung. That poison's pretty uh, savage. Wow. All right. So uh, your dad, Sable Company Marine, um, was killed. Uh, and kind of it sounds like you were holding your dad on a pedestal, which then when he died, it kind of caused a, uh, a collapse there. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. And so you turned to uh, alcohol as a coping mechanism. Yep. Anything uh, to numb the pain. You were kicked out of uh, the Sable Company Marines for obvious reasons. Um, derelict of duty and uh, alcohol. And so, um, kind of wandering the street, you needed work uh, to feed your, your addiction. And that's when you met a man. He comes up next to you in the bar. And uh, you get talking to him. Now, he... Uh, carries around a cane, but he doesn't use it to walk. He has a, a fine-looking uh, hat with a fine-looking white feather in it. It's a wide-brimmed hat, but a fine white feather in it. And his clothing is, uh, it seems it's like comfortable and newer. Not well-worn. Uh, hello there. How's, uh, uh. how's it going? I clearly don't know how to talk to people in bars. <laughs> huh. uh, it could be better. Yes, you look a little uh. run down and a little worse for. I've seen you in here a couple of times. Yeah, I drink until they kick me out. Yeah. So, what's your story, son? Why do you care? Well, I care because I'm, uh, well, I care about the com fine community here in Corvosa, and I would love to, I want to lift up those who need and give them a chance to be employed again. <sighs> and seeing you in here drinking every night from noon till two tells me, uh, you might be in need of my services. I don't know about that. We do some coin, but uh, I'd rather. Well, how about this? You can drink as much as you want, uh, and I'll even buy some of them. You'll get paid uh, working for me. I could use a strapping lad like you, and uh. Yeah, we'll even uh, throw some coin your way, and uh, as long as you're not drunk on the job, I don't really care what you do. Well, the job's not very long, that's fine. No, 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 of course not. A few hours a day at most. What kind of work is this, anyways? Oh, really simple work, actually. I just, uh... Need a little protection. Think of yourself as a bodyguard. 
And you just need to stand there and look pretty. Maybe move some <laughs> boxes. It'll keep, give me enough money to keep drinking. That's fine. Uh, he manages over the course of the evening, and we've already talked a little bit about your backstory. We just talked about your father dying. He actually manages to open you up uh, through use of you know diplomacy, talking to you, and you find yourself actually enjoying his company a little bit. Um, by the end of the evening, you're actually more excited for the jobs. Uh, and you go to work for him. The first job is fine. You just stand around and guard him. Not a big deal. Second job, you move mm -hmm. some boxes. And slowly, job after job, you realize that you are working for a crime lord. And not one of the Sorelian society, uh, but a freelancing crime lord named Gadrian Lamb. But you enjoy Gadrian. He pays for your drinks and doesn't give you much trouble. And so, uh, you think that you're one of his, like, better thugs, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. Well, one night, uh, you guys have a job to do down in the dockway. And this time, the Corvosan Guard has set up a sting operation for you. Uh. Yep. Gadrian looks to you uh, as this kind of dawns. He says, Well, it's been fun working for you. Or working with you. Hmm. And he goes out to shake your hand. Comes to this. So we do. Uh, Come here, I have a plan. And he kind of leans in close to whisper to you. Do you mm -hmm. lean back in? Yeah. All right. He leans in close and he says, the plan is you get caught and I don't. And he stabs you in, uh, in the side. <clears throat> Pushes you over. I... Do you do anything at, at this point? I'm kind of in shock. Um, I, but, you know, maybe not friends, but uh, I didn't think he would turn on me, at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you try to take any revenge out on him? He's, like, starting to move away from you. You're in shock. The blood is there. Um, I'll, I'll stumble after him, see if I can try and catch him. All right. Uh, drawing your weapon, or...? Yeah. All right, so you draw the longsword that was wielded by your father. Um, and uh, roll, roll an attack. So you try to... Get him. Uh, 
Alright. You swing at him with your long sword. And you strike. You hit him. And he, like, Ugh! You idiot! He turns around and he kicks you. <laughs> in the... F- uh, kicks you, and because of the wound in your side, you, uh, fall over. And, uh... Are having a hard time moving as blood continues to drain from that wound. But, what you do see is he starts to hobble away. A few minutes later, lying there, um... Thinking you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I'm still here. Uh, hold on. Alright, sorry about those technical difficulties there. So, like I said, um... Uh... Rondo, you strike him in the leg. You see him kind of hobble off, and then you kind of collapse onto the ground there. And blood, uh... pours out. Uh, You're finding it hard to move. What's going through your head? Uh, I'm dying. Um, all the bad things I've done over the past months, maybe it's worth it. I deserve this. Yeah, you just, you don't think they're worth it. Gotcha. Yeah, so all these kind of feelings and emotions kind of come flooding back in, and the world starts to go dark. You wake up, and it's cold around you. You're lying on something uncomfortable. You open your eyes and look around the room that you're in, and you see bars. Yeah, feel my gut where he stabbed me. There are bandages wrapped around you. Going and sit up. Don't see anything more. You're in a cell, single occupancy cell, and uh. You think you're in Citadel Volshnik. You're fairly certain you got arrested. It's only a matter of time when you look for this type. The trial is pretty swift. Um, you are sentenced to 10 years imprisonment uh, for your crimes it seems like a lot uh, you never you didn't kill anybody you also didn't partic- like act in stealing you just helped Gadrian move items mm-hmm. and you sold some pesh and shiver but uh, helped him sell those things and move those things but as we know in Corvosa the punishment often doesn't meet the crime punishment is doled out harshly you're lucky you still have a hand. Mm-hmm. And so the trial is swift, like I said, you uh, and you are uh, sentenced to 10 years imprisonment. The time flies. Uh, 
relatively fast. Um, and uh, you are, uh, yeah, you spend time in prison. Ten years yeah. goes by, uh, and you do. One of the guards is a little nice. Like he's nicer. He actually treats you a little well. Uh, mm. His name is uh, Grau Soldado. And so Grau treats you nice. You just back and forth. You're about the same age. And so that kind of helps. Uh, but by the time you're released, um, you are how old? Uh, 31. 31. And so by the time you're released, yeah, you're 31 years old. And it's time to start a new life in Corvosa. How do you feel? What What are your tasks as you as you leave? What do you want to do with your life now that you're you've served your sentence and you're out? <laughs> um. Just uh, I had a fun job, a job that uh, is honest work. Uh, I've definitely seen the error of all, um, what that can lead to. Um, I want to reconnect with my family. Mm -hmm. you said about that one of the things that happens uh, you have a hard time finding a job uh, criminals tend to have a hard time finding a job outside of the Sorellian society within the city uh, but you are able to reconnect with your family they are pretty ashamed of you and that you realize that relationship will need some continued work your sister is uh, in school to become a wizard. And we'll flesh out which school she's in, the Academy or Thermotex. But uh, she's in school to become a wizard. Um, your mom is still doing well. But those relationships will need some work to repair. You, spend, you end up spending a lot of days in... Uh, Outside, just outside the city in the thieves' camp, um, and take to feeding the birds, but uh, you don't feed them in the way that you thought you would feed them. Yeah. Uh, because you're spreading like the seed on the ground, and you know some pigeons come and eat, but the bird that you're actually feeding is a falcon that keeps coming and eating the pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, the falcon actually takes to resting on your shoulder while it waits for a pigeon to eat. <laughs> and over the course of a few uh, weeks, this falcon just hangs out with you all the time. And you're able to even teach it a couple of little tricks. And thus, you've formed your first friend outside of jail. Uh, at least you're someone that won't talk back to me. 
right? What's your alignment? I can alignment? say that for a lot of ladies. Uh, neutral good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. A little misogynistic there. Is that is that what I'm picking up on? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. Um, and you're a high strength, right? Yeah. Is that correct? Okay. Give yeah. me a second. Here while I look through some stuff. As you are... Uh, one day, as you're in the park and you're looking through, uh, you know, your lady comes and, and lands on your uh, shoulder there. She has something tied to her uh, leg. Got there, lady. Looks like a note or something. I'll uh, untie it. Take a look untie it and it appears to be a harrow card where did you get this and it is the keep written on the harrow card is something Odd. It's this. Oh, can't find it now. There it is. I know what Gadron has done to you. He has wronged me as well. I know where he dwells, yet cannot strike at him. Come to my home at Three Lancet Street at sunset. Others like you will be there. Gadron must face his fate, and justice must be done. Hmm. Very interesting. What do you do with that information? Um, I'll pluck the card away, and, uh, That about gathering uh, stuff to go meet. All right. And with that, I guess we'll pick it up uh, with Lancet Street uh, later on. Yeah. All right. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing this, Eric. Appreciate it. Thanks everybody for listening yep. and uh, dealing with our uh, my minor technical difficulties that we had here. So.